0: start to put tension on my string drawback. I was like, okay, I'm miss him. It's him. You can look at the boys when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in
1: the Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh,
2: you when know, they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. Went about
1: five, ten more yards. He probably went 20 yards. We were trying to get back up. I saw him fall. We rushed for him here. That night we got like 156 and something like that, and then the next day we came up 153 even. You're listening to the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table where we talk about the outdoors.
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, when you said 125, I remember. Yeah, big time. I, yep, I got it. 125. Unbelievable. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Um so last week we uh we talked about Nick killing a turkey. A
1: yeah, huge turkey, I remember.
0: Yeah, we were bag. all very excited about that, but uh we haven't uh haven't had any more luck with the turkeys. No. I haven't had any time to get out in the woods and
1: Did I confirm last week that I was getting it mounted?
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, we, we did? talked okay. about it. yeah. I'm I'm excited to see that. It'll it'll be I'm, sharp. I am too. Yeah.
1: Uh like you said, no more turkeys have been killed. Um it's been tough. Um, I don't know, I haven't been doing a ton of hunting because you know my tags filled in PA. And, Have you been in New York at all? Uh, I think I've, hunted New, York I think I've hunted New York once uh, since that that bird. Um, but I guess Tom's been doing a lot more hunting recently. So yeah, you've been just, going
0: like every morning. Huh? Yeah, just about every morning. Yeah.
1: So I want to. Must be
0: nice. waiting until nine o'clock to go
2: to work. Eight. But yeah. <laughs> well, Turkey opens up all day on Monday, so you should have no more excuses. I,
0: I work after work every day. You don't have to, it's just like a hobby job. Yeah, but I could use the money. We were talking about the housing market before we started, Tom, and I need the money. Just buy a Powerball ticket. Well, you're probably Problem solved. Probably Whenever you want.
2: <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice, huh? That's my plan. Yeah. Just put all of our money in a pile
0: by Power powerball. Ball. Yeah. I dig it. High risk, high reward. Yeah.
1: High risk, no reward sometimes.
0: Mm, you had a 50-50 shot. That's true. Yeah, you either win or you don't.
1: So, Tom, you've been out in the woods a lot. What's uh what's been going on?
0: He secretly won the powerball. That's what's going on. Yeah. He <laughs> <I laughs> just <laughs> didn't tell us. So, had
2: a good hunt Saturday or I'm sorry, Sunday the New York opener. And I'm all amped up. I'm like, okay, know where these birds are roosting. They didn't come out to the field so they're probably going down to the hillside working their strut zone for a little while. So I said Monday morning, taking a half day and I'm gonna I'm gonna get after these birds up there in New York. So I break wake up bright and early. actually it's still dark four o'clock. If you wake up bright and early for Turkey hunt, you're too you're way late, late. For the game. So dark and early, about four o'clock. Get up to the property about 5.15-ish. Get all set up, ready to roll by 5.30. And don't you know it, birds start gobbling, and I'm, like, rating the money. I got my single hen decoy out about 20 yards in front
0: of me. You, You were down in the woods? Yeah, yeah, down at the bottom of the hill. They were roosted directly above me. Were you, like, where you and I were that one time? No. Well, no, not really. A couple hundred yards away from there. Okay.
2: So birds start gobbling. I'm like, yeah, this this is going to happen. They're going to fly down. I'm going to make a few hen yelps, some clucks. They're going to meander over. They're going to see my decoy come right in, and I'm going to smoke one. It's going to be awesome. So I'm listening to these birds gobble their faces off on the roost, and I'm getting pumped. How much calling are you doing? Zero. None. Not a call. They're just naturally Doing their own thing. sounding off. And they fly down. I watch them fly down. I'm that close to them. Oh, wow. So I watch them fly down and just ever so softly give a few clucks and some yelps and hammer back. I'm like, oh, yeah. They're in business. They, they know I'm over here. At this
1: point, it's probably, what, 100% chance you're going to shoot one?
2: Oh, yeah. No, do- no doubt. And then they start working right to me. And... How far are they? Can
0: you still see them once they hit the ground? Oh yeah, I,
2: I seen them the whole time. Yeah, oh, they man. were probably 150 200 yards away. Oh man. But I mean, yeah, up up the up hill. the hill. So they're working their way down to me, and I could I don't know exactly how many there were, but they were at least eight gobblers and five more, hens. We got more than four. Yeah, <laughs> at least eight gobblers, five hens, mixture of long beards and jakes, Damn. and. The two that I wanted, two long beards come working right down side by side. And they get into like 60 yards. I'm like, oh, here we go. And normally if I'm in an open field, I probably would have shot at 60 yards. With these new shells I'm using, it'd be no problem. I'm putting over 200 BBs in the head at 40.
0: Bound to get a few at 60.
2: Yeah. So it's a little thick. I'm like... Yeah, they're they're coming. They're coming. Smart choice. Yeah, just going to let them come in. And behind them comes the rest of the flock, and they're not interested in my decoy. And they kind of come down and start working away from me. And don't you know it, those birds start following the flock. They're (laughs) no longer interested in my hen decoy rascals so i start calling you know getting a little aggressive some cuts and whatnot and they come right back to where they were now and they go into full strut and they're They're waiting for you yeah i'm like "Ah, man just come a little bit closer (laughs) i had a tree picked out i said when you get past that tree you're smoked and that tree was about 40 yards so they just had like 20 yards more to close and i mean i'm talking 10 11 inch rope big old gobblers just not Ready wanting to, die. to cooperate. Yeah, and I I can't get them to come in. They they act like they want to, and then they go with the real turkeys. And then I call them back, and then they just go back. And I'm like, this isn't working. And finally, they come in and leave one more time. I try to call them back, and they're just they're not having. They it. had enough. Yeah, they're like, we're over here. Can see you. You can see us. If you want to come with the flock, and. Come on over. But what they didn't know is that turkey couldn't see him because it was a decoy. It was never <laughs> going to follow him. They didn't fall for the trick. So they walk.
1: You think having a gobbler decoy? Yes. I, I think
2: if I would have had a gobbler decoy, it would have been total game changer. So I've been carrying the old Strut and Tom with me ever since.
0: You know, I was thinking about this when you were telling the story. You talk about people like overcalling and stuff, and I'm not saying you did anything wrong. It was just a thought that came to my mind. Like, do you think that when they're like coming and going like that, and they're like, "All right, like this shit's getting old," like let's go or we're leaving? Do you think that affects them? Like next time, if they were in that a similar scenario, like they're gonna see that, hear the calling, be like, "Wow, oh, we've been through this before." She's not coming, and just leave. Not at all. Okay. Turkeys
2: I, call to each other all day yeah, long, yeah, and their memory is so short. Yeah. I
1: think, like the whole like overcalling and undercalling and stuff, I feel like it's almost subjective to each turkey because yeah. Tom and I one like and, and Tom and I are both together. We were hunting uh, up at the farm, and we heard a bird gobbling, a couple birds gobbling. Tom let out like the softest couple yelps, and this hen that was up in the tree with them gobblers got so pissed off, and without exaggeration, did not shut up calling for fifteen minutes straight. Yeah, I mean just. Just cackling and mm. yelping. I mean, just absolutely insane. So that bird you would say could did some overcalling if you will. Yeah,
0: and Tom and I had that happen. We got intercepted by a hen and he was arguing back and forth with the hen and she was getting all pissed off. So I think
2: had I shot and missed or they them. saw me moving, then they might have put the correlation together. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that that screws him up at all. Just yeah. by calling to him because that's a natural thing that they do Mm -hmm. all the time. So I watch these birds and they look like they're hugging the bottom of the hillside and they're going straight towards this, uh, hidden field that we have. We call it the uh, foundation and looked like they were heading right towards the foundation. So I let them get out of eyesight and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sit here for, 20 minutes or so, let them get comfortable over there. Then I'm going to make a loop mm-hmm. down low, make a new setup, make it sound like this hen moved, trying, you know, get one to break mm-hmm. away from the flock. So I'm imagining them up in the foundation. I make a loop, which is about 200 yards below the foundation. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not even going to get close to these birds. I'm just going to hunker in here, wait for them to, you know, break up and I'll, I'll call one in down here. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out where I made my loop trying to avoid the birds is actually where the birds ended up. Mm. So they weren't even close to where I thought they were. So I come meandering through the woods, and it was
0: for sure the same group of
2: birds. I'm pretty sure, because I don't know where the other flock would have came from. Yeah. So. I'm just slowly walking through the woods, and I walk right into this flock of birds. I see them like 80 yards away, pick their head up, and they take off running across the road. Now I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I kind of boogers up my hunt. Yeah. So I look at my watch, 7 o'clock. I'm like, well, there's no more birds left in this square that I can hunt. So I could walk around here till noon calling it nothing, or I could just go to work. Mm-hmm. I'll hop in the Jeep, cruise down to work. And a story. Hmm. The next day, I'm like, I'm going to give these birds that I just boogered up a, a day to settle down. So then I go up, hunt behind my granddad's the next day. And Nick gave me this hot tip. He said when he shot his gobbler, he heard birds gobbling by what we call Carl's, straight back, and Bruno's. So he's like, if I were you, I would go straight back see if there's birds goblin there, and if there's not, then you can go right or left mm-hmm. to Carl's or Bruno's wherever you hear birds. Mm-hmm. So I get all set up. There's no birds gobbling straight back. All the birds gobbling were over at Carl's. So I walk over there and, you know, calling every 100 yards or so, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing. So then I make a loop back and work my way over towards Bruno's Get to the corner of the field, call, wait around for a few minutes, nothing. And I look at my phone, it's like 7 o'clock. I'm like, ah, time for work. Got to get to work at 8. So I start walking back. I get halfway, three-quarters of the way up the field to my Jeep, and doesn't this bird gobble twice right where I made my last call? Rascal. I'm like, you bugger you. Came in silent. Well, you didn't take
0: your half day the day before, so you should have just taken it. That day, yeah, but I didn't tell the boss. So. Did you
1: call and tell him you're sick?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I live with him.
2: <laughs> so that was a case of I think the bird came in silent, yeah, got to where the hen was at and gobbled, like, hey, where are you at? Mm-hmm. But I was, I was out of there, yeah, you'll have kind that. of a bummer. So, planned on hunting the next day, which was Wednesday. Up in, or, uh, up in Climber, yeah, give the birds a day to settle. Woke up, total downpour. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. figure you'll just go to work. Yeah, so went to work Thursday. I'm like, all right, I'm getting back after those birds up and Climber. So Thursday morning, I go up there and get all set up right where... I set up where if the birds did the same thing on Monday... I would shoot them today. Mm-hmm. So get all set up. And it's just getting to that time where you're like, okay, these birds are going to start gobbling. And about 300 yards down the hillside, I hear, whoa, boom! I'm like, whoa, that huh. was an early shot. Yeah. <laughs> and I think some guy shot one off the roost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's usually what happens at it- 5.30. <laughs> yeah. And needless to say, the birds were no longer in a talkative mood
0: after that. That sucks. You hate to see that. Yeah. So I, I cut my losses that morning. I've only ever had that happen to me one time. It, I was pretty young. I was with my dad, and we were up on the hill. It scares the shit out of you. It you were, does, you too. not ready for that. And where we were at, um, there had to have been three people, and... You know it was the same situation you know it's right at the time where it's like okay they're about the to start like, gobbling the
1: tweety birds and songbirds and stuff have been going for a little bit yeah you know okay getting to that point exactly You've heard and maybe an owl
0: yeah and we did hear a gobble like we heard the one gobble and it wasn't far and that was like you know hit he's like hey you know we're in business and literally like right after he said that like a minute just boom 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 there was like 12 shots just I was like
1: just totally decimated the flock. Yeah,
0: I was like what's that about? But I was like, "Huh. Well, I guess I guess we're done here for the day." <laughs> Birds weren't gobbling after that? No, they they piped right down. Yeah. Hate when that happens. Yeah. You think they'd be ready to let you know where they're at after that?
2: Yeah. But uh so that was that was that hunt on Thursday. Uh, Friday I took the morning off cuz I'd been hunting hard all week. I was tired. Had was all on the road all day for work. And just needed a, a good night rest. Saturday, I wake up and going up to my granddad's with my dad and Nick. Nick's going to film. I
1: want do want to comment that... or I want to bring us back to what you did uh, Tuesday up at Grandpa's. You know, he went straight back, heard the birds over at Carl's. So, he went that way. And then, like, that's what he did. So, we... We set up, or basically I just want to remind you that we went to Carl's (laughs) because that's where we heard the birds that day.
2: Yeah, so earlier in the week I heard birds at Carl's, so I was like, all right, we'll set up over at Carl's. Get all set up over there and not a peep on the roost. Hmm. And it was weird because I talked to a couple, and it it felt like a good goblin morning. Mm -hmm. I talked to a few other people that hunted, and they're like, yeah, I didn't hear a single gobble on the roost. Really? So I think it was just one of those days that I don't know if it's the, barometric pressure or wind direction or something yeah but birds were not talking on the roost curious so we sit that field edge for i don't know till seven o'clock and i'm like all right let's work over towards where i heard that bird gobble on my way up Mm -hmm. to the jeep the other day so we're walking the woods over there calling every hundred yards or so yeah so loud like Definitely. Couldn't even think. And we're walking over there. I call, and crows are cawing like crazy. And me and Nick look at each other, and we're like, was that a gobble? And
1: You're like trying to hear it through the cawing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know
2: if that was a gobble or not. Meanwhile, my turkey vest is, like, falling off me. So oh. so I'm trying to adjust the top strap, you know, that goes from my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure out. I don't know it's got, like, eight different loops in it and I, I could not figure out for the life of me how to get this thing adjusted so i think it was my dad's old turkey vest or maybe it was my grandpa's no, old was tur- luke's old turkey no vest. i don't use that one anymore no. it's grandpa's old turkey vest but standing there, i'm like dad do you know how to adjust this thing and he's monkeying with it for like a minute and this bird hammers and i like try and pull away he's like oh let me just get i'm like no like that, we're, 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 we need to go now. I don't care about the strap anymore. Yeah. So,
1: Nike actually swatted his hand.
2: I might have. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not worried about it anymore. So, and these birds, they sound like they're in Bruno's field.
1: So we're like huffing, or we're, we're like You're far it, from them. Well, now we're a couple hundred yards, but I mean, we start moving quick. I mean, mm. like. Just below a jog coming through the woods. I yeah. know, like, we gotta move now.
2: Mm-hmm. So we pop out in the bottom of my grandpa's field, and the only thing that separates my grandpa's field from Bruno's is a hedgerow. So we're standing right at the trailhead that goes from my grandpa's field into the woods, and this bird hammers, and he's like, right there. So I'm like, We need to sit down now. My dad's like, well, do you wanna put your decoy out? I'm like, No. Like he's those right birds there. are right there. So We sit down, like I'm sitting. I found like a bush to sit against. I wasn't even sitting up against a tree, I kind of tucked myself into this bush.
1: My dad drops back like 30 yards, yeah, and then I set up with the camera.
2: And uh, it actually worked out kind of nice because my dad had a slate call, Nick had a mouth call, I had a mouth call, so we were all just you know, clucking, doing some yelps and stuff. Sounded like painting the picture, yeah. A flock was over here, and all of a sudden, it's like go 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 birds hammering there's a lot of them yeah you know,
1: we're like oh man there's a lot of birds over there and there's all gobblers
2: yeah <laughs> so they break through the hedgerow
1: I see Tom's gun up at this point I'm like okay because like where I unfortunately we got nothing on film but audio <laughs> mm-hmm. um like or Tom there just the way we all had to set up on this I could not film the turkeys mm-hmm <laughs> But so go ahead. So I see Tom up.
2: Yeah. So I see the birds breaking through the hedgerow. So I'm up. I'm situated. I don't have a tree to lean on. I'm like. And these birds are in range. Supporting myself. As soon as they
1: come through the woods, they're in range. Oh,
2: yeah. And first one pops out, Jake. Second one pops out, Jake. Third one pops out, Jake. Fourth one pops out, Jake. Fifth one pops out, (laughs) Jake. They think I'm getting the picture here. Yeah. All five of them were Jake's. So, these and birds, I
1: didn't know that they're jakes at this time. I can just see redheads. And you're like, and, "Why the hell isn't he shooting?" Tom, I see Tom lower his gun. And I'm like, "Can he not see those birds cuz they're like right in front of him?" <laughs> like I'm like wondering if I've got this weird angle that like yeah. I can see him but he can't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I think I texted you and said like out in front or something. i like, yeah. shoot. I'm like, "What is he doing?" Cuz I couldn't I couldn't see below their heads from where I was. I just seen a yeah. bunch of redheads coming through. I'm like, "What is he doing?"
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So I gave them the pass and uh, let them, they came out into the field and then worked back into the woods and we let them disappear. We made a little loop, uh, tried to get another one fired up, no luck. So that brought us to about 8.30 and we went back home, grabbed a quick sandwich and me and Nick headed out to the farm, got out there at 10 and it was muggy. It thick and oh. the bugs were
0: out and about. That's the best for turkey hunting. Yeah. That's like how it is when we go up to camp. It's, it's a all yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I mean in that property, a
2: lot of it's swamp muck. So it was just thick, lots of bugs. heavy mud, standing still water, and that's nice. yeah, and a lot mud. of bugs. So we monkey around out there for two hours. Couldn't get anything fired up. Cut our losses. Went back home, took a quick power nap, and me and Nick got up to the cabin nice and early Saturday evening. Got a bonfire going, caught a good buzz, oh had a good old time, and had high aspirations for oh, hunting gobblers. I think morning.
1: we should talk about this uh, that sandwich we made because that's a, a game changer for somebody that's that's used to eating Italian sausage sandwiches. Yeah, and just a little a little something extra. So, Tom and I, we don't uh, we don't make sausage links anymore uh, mm-hmm. with our deer. It's just all bulk. Yeah. So, we had hot Italian bulk sausage, uh, venison from last year, and we just made burger patties with it. Yeah. So, you basically make a sausage sandwich, but just in patties. Melt some
2: provolone cheese on it.
1: Yeah. So, we were at the corner store, which people listening probably don't realize this, but everybody here at the table knows the corner store has everything you need. Yes. Nothing more. Yeah, nothing more. And and when I say everything, I do mean everything. It is this tiny little mom and pop, or actually uh, mom and son store. Mm -hmm. Um, But every single time we've been at the cabin and said, oh, we just need, you know, I need a few screws or I need a cult gun. Like the most random thing, they have it.
0: And they have like packs of like a few screws. Yeah, like six screws. (laughs) Yeah, we needed a cult gun. We went down there. I think they only had had one. One one. one cult gun. They have always had what we needed.
1: So Tom and I are in there. Um, We're picking up beer and that that sort of Mm -hmm. thing for camp. Um, And I'm thinking, I'm like, it would be really good, or I thought might be good on a hot sausage sandwich was some pepper jelly. Yeah, it sounds weird, but...
2: You I'm ever kidding. had pepper jelly? Yeah, it's oh, gross. Oh, I love that shit. I love... I uh, hate pepper I jelly. put that on everything. pepper jelly is amazing. Like cheese and crackers, Ugh. little cube of meat, slab of pepper so jelly. Good. Oh, get out of town. Ugh. So anyway... Slap
0: me silly.
1: This is just a little convenience store. I start looking around. They
2: Wouldn't
0: you know them. it? They I was going to say, that. I didn't think they would have that. Yeah, but. Oh,
1: but they do. They had a hot pepper jelly, so I pick up a jar, take it back up there. I tell you what. It takes a hot sauce, like a hot Italian sausage sandwich to a whole nother level. You know
0: what I'm it thinking of right the now? Dish. Uh, the episode of Spongebob when he puts jellyfish jelly on a the burger. Krabby Patties. That's what I'm thinking and of right didn't now. Didn't they go crazy? They did. They, yeah, they sure did.
1: So anybody out there that's got some hot Italian sausage, I'm telling you, a little hot pepper jelly. It just, it it hits with the spiciness of the, sa- the sausage. A little bit of sweet heat to it. And I'm mm. telling you, it's... It'll change your life.
0: Hmm. I'll just try it, but... <laughs> oh, you'll like it. I don't know.
1: It was really good. All right, continue.
2: Back so, to hunting. Yeah. <laughs> Had a good dinner, uh, bonfire, a few beers, maybe a shot of fireball. Good old time. Get to bed early, actually. At like, what would we go to bed at, like, 9 o'clock, 9.30? Yeah. Wake up, bright-eyed and bushy tail. We never
1: even lit a fire. and It was a little chilly in the morning, I'll tell you. Because it, it got down to, like low 40s
2: mm-hmm. yeah but it stayed like 60 in the cabin but yeah, pretty cold. when you're in a 30 below sleeping bag all it's pretty warm tasty. and then you get out into a 55 60 degree room it's like wow good that, chill that's got some bite to it so me and nick
1: it's lucky it wasn't picture day
2: we had uh <laughs> chocolate chip muffin for breakfast and head out to the woods get all set up and it's just getting to that time when you think they're going to start gobbling. It does not happen again. No. Did not happen I, I, thought, I was going to say, you're shitting me. <laughs> no. Um, they just they didn't gobble. I'm like, what the F?
1: Like, not a single gobble, no gunshots, nothing. Just dead silent.
0: Huh. Yeah. And so, it's been two days since they were shot? No. Uh, this was... Oh, Tom since they got,
2: the, they got shot on the roost on Thursday. This so was, two days. And this is Sunday. Sunday so, so they had Friday, days. Saturday. So... No goblin on the roost. And it, it's like about bright enough to where they fl- would normally be flying down. So. It's
1: about a quarter after six.
2: Yeah. So I'm like, all right, they, something should be happening. And then all of a sudden I hear
1: yap, 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 yap.
2: And yelping. I'm like, okay, so there's, there's birds around. Wait a few minutes. There's a gobble. I'm like, Just okay. Just
1: one singular gobble. That's it.
2: Yeah. So I let out few clucks and some yelps, you know, anticipation's high, ready for a hammer back, nothing. So me and Nick sit there. I called, I don't know, every 10, 15 minutes or so for about 40 minutes, Mm -hmm. nothing. So I'm like, well, he's probably henned up. So me and Nick, you know, give the nod to each other. I'm like, I'm going to go grab the decoy. So I grab the decoy.
1: I pack up my camera.
2: Yeah. I pull the stake out of the ground. I'm working on... Getting it back in the bag and gobbles again, and he's a lot closer.
1: I'm like, oh. Lisa, it's been like 40 minutes since he's gobbled, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere.
0: How far was he when he gobbled before? Probably had- about 250, maybe. Okay, so
2: he's closed a lot of ground. And now he's-, he's probably like 120. So he's like about to see ya. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we're like, oof. So yeah. Tom actually did, st- he was already on the ground still in front of his decoy, so we-, we did set it back
2: up. Yeah, set the decoy back up, get back to my seat. And then I and, drop back. Yeah, Nick dropped back, call, waiting for a hammer back, nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, what the heck? <laughs> and we're waiting, and it's like another 15 minutes, not another gobble. And then I see him pop up over this knoll, and he's like 100 yards away. And he's working a little bit closer. He gets maybe like 80 yards, goes into full strut, and he starts walking back and forth i'm like shouldn't he like gobble and yeah, let the hen know, like hey, I'm over here so i'm like could you it, see his beard no i could no. Just see at a full fan so
1: i could see the hen and the gobbler from where i was at tom can only see the gobbler
2: so i just do some you know we had few a full clucks. strut decoy yeah do a few few clucks and i don't think he ever saw the decoy
1: i don't think so either the way Frank the ground knows, rolls Frank knows, yeah that hillside has so many cuts Mm-hmm. through it and we were kind of like on an up side so like where we were at from where he was i don't think he could actually see down
0: to, to where the decoy,
2: decoy was yeah but yeah he never gobbled he just went into strut walked back and forth a few times and disappeared out of my life while huh. we
1: were sitting there we did see two baby fox though yeah was that cool. was oh, neat,
0: neat. And yeah like, and the mama so a mama somewhere close
1: yeah they're carrying something in their mouth it was pretty cool I mean, just a little i mean this fox was like could have sat in your hand. Oh yeah, they're oh, they're, tiny. they're tiny
0: when they're still in the den.
1: Um, so yeah, they were carrying something in their mouth, and we oh, yeah, watched them. Molar, yeah, or we something. watched them run by, and then like twenty minutes later, they both came back through. But I could see mom up on the hill watching down, mm-hmm. just kind of keeping an eye on them. But at this point, Tom and I decided we need to circle around, so we cut pretty much. He he showed me where the birds were at the day he um, blew them out. Mm-hmm. So we went all the way down there circled around to the back side of the swamp, and then we crossed.
2: Well, before that, this is doesn't really relate to hunting. Me and Nick decided we were going to give this hen and gobbler a little bit of time to do their thing, so we just kind of camped out on the side of the beaver swamp. And oh, yeah. we sat down on this tree right on the edge of one of the big ponds, mm-hmm. and we watched this beaver out there just working for, I don't know what, half hour or so.
0: Yeah. Working on the dam. Yeah, yeah
1: I filmed them, and I mean, I've never. That's cool. Never, because beavers are typically like if you come up on their the dam, they're gone. Like yeah. They just but we were wearing camo,
0: quick. so they couldn't
2: see us. Yeah. Hex gear. <laughs> so they couldn't feel our electric electronic
0: waves. Something like that.
1: Anyway, so yeah, we sat on the edge of the bank and just filmed these beavers. It was it was really cool.
0: That is neat.
1: Um, but yeah, so anyway, the, it's probably been an hour since we've our last setup that we you know we're at. And so we're like, ah, eh, you know, let's cir- let's finish circling around. Well, we crossed directly over the beaver dam um, and get to the other side. And I think we heard him gobble again. As soon as we got, like, wasn't long after we got. No, over. we
2: crossed. I called nothing. And we walked about 100 yards down, called, and he hammered back. And he was not far. He was inside 200 yards. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we need to figure this out now. Yeah, So we got set up and we I waited for, I don't know, 15 minutes, nothing, another gobble, never back, saw like him. I 30
1: yards behind Tom again.
2: Mm-hmm. Called, nothing, called, nothing, never heard or seen from him again. I'm like, what the hell? This guy's driving me up a wall. Mm-hmm.
1: By this point, it's almost 11.
2: Yeah. Today's so about, about done. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I said, let's take a walk up the hillside because I've seen some... Moral mushrooms or morale mushrooms there last year. I didn't know what they were. I was just like, oh, that's a weird-looking mushroom. (laughs) And then this past year, Nick, like, got into morale mushrooms, and he showed me a picture. I'm like, I've seen those.
1: I haven't even gotten i just kind of interested in
2: something else to do in the woods. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I've seen one of those. And so I was taking Nick to where I seen these mushrooms. We were going to walk up the hillside where I saw the mushrooms then pop out into the field to see if any gobblers were out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm deep into the, the mushroom hunt at this
2: point. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just walking all willy nilly like, Oh, no mushrooms over there. No mushrooms over there. Mm-hmm. And I get to the top of this hill and we're kind of like right back behind the cabin where it's like super thick with briars and yeah, what have you and this and that. And I peek up over the top of this hill and like 10 yards from me, there's this bird staring at me. I'm like, Oh man! Shit. I got the decoy on my strapped or strapped over one shoulder, my gun strapped on the other shoulder. Before I can even think to do yeah. anything, this bird takes off flying off the hill, and as he's flying over my head, I'm looking and he's got a freaking rope hanging uh, from his... I'm like, son of a bitch! Like this hunt <laughs> <This> sucks. <laughs> Mind you, I was so yeah. invested in these mushrooms. Yeah, I look over at Nick and I'm like hands up shaking my head he's like what I'm didn't like, you even hear the bird like fly? you didn't see or hear that he's like what I'm like that turkey <laughs> we just jumped
1: I would mind you I was 20 yards from Tom I had no I can't
0: up. believe you could have been a hundred yards and heard it fly
1: I, I had nothing that's I no, I've never
0: seen a turkey fly that far that's crazy
1: you got the hell out of Dodge yeah
2: yeah in a hurry too <laughs> if I had my old 682 Goldie I probably could have, have smoked, smoked him out of, of the air Yep, but I didn't <laughs> So,
0: that's awesome. That
2: hunt was just one kick in the nuts after the other. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I didn't hunt Monday. because so I was tired from hunting every day of the mm-hmm. week before. Just wanted a day to sleep in. Tuesday, I was up late <laughs> watching the Indians game. Still a little burnout. Woke up this morning, Wednesday, podcast day. Ready to rip and tear. To go out yeah. and get
0: some content. The ripping and the
2: Tarrant. So I get to this spot I used to deer hunt quite heavily, the old car wash. It's my uncle's property. And...
1: You know, for somebody that doesn't have any context of this property, you there's got, people have got to wonder why we call it the car wash. There I mean, used
2: to be a car wash across the street. It's not there I mean, anymore. It's like, it sounds like yeah. there
1: could be a cool story, but it's literally just, oh, you no, know, no, yeah. there used to be a car wash across the street. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I'm at the old car wash, and... I get set up, and I'm like, all right, birds, birds should start goblin. And I can hear some goblin, but it's like way, way, way. This is a small piece of property. Yeah, it's seven yeah. acres, so you don't really have much to work with. No. You can pretty much hunt the whole thing in one sit. <laughs> so you pretty much
0: shoot the whole thing in one sit. <laughs> yeah. And so, we can't
1: hunt the anywhere around it. It's all yeah. um, another hunter.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. We'll call it that. (laughs) So I hear these birds gobbling on the roost. Sounds like they flew down because their gobbles seem a little quieter and not as high up in the air. And I'm calling their hammering back. I'm calling their hammering back. They're not getting any closer. Playing patty cake with them. Yeah. And Marco Polo. Yeah. I think (laughs) there was a road in between us. Red Rover. Red Rover.
1: Bring your red head over.
2: Precisely, but <laughs> they just would—they would it. not do. It. I couldn't call them across a the road, and there was like two ravines in between us. And I had fun though; it's a good time. Yeah. Saw a couple deer. Nice. Yeah. On my way home from hunting, I was gonna go grab a bite to eat and a quick drink before I went to work at eight. Seen a big old gobbler strutting in this field behind my neighbor's house. Mm. I'm trying to get permission to hunt there because I see turkeys there all the time, mm-hmm. literally every day. Sounds so, like a good spot. I stopped there after work, tried to get permission. He wasn't home, so.
0: The thing that sucks, like usually when you see like fields like that where there's a house nearby and they're there every day, usually they're getting fed, yeah, the and people old, like to watch them, and they don't let you hunt.
1: That's, I got a piece that I've been dying to hunt, and you know where it's at too, mm-hmm. across from that big farm uh, by Kenny's, and. Those birds just taunt me because, like one (laughs) day, they were like twenty yards off the road in the yard, just looking at you, just full strut. You sons of bitches! I mean, they're big birds because they don't get hunted. I mean, birds probably five years old, yeah, just a just a tank,
0: and you can't touch them there anyway.
1: Yeah, Hmm. circle around. Yeah,
0: hit them back on the other side.
1: Yeah, it's been uh, been slow for us.
0: yeah, hopefully I don't work so late in the coming weeks with, with yeah, being, being able to open. hunt the evening. That would um, be nice.
1: I did get word. Um, obviously, we're in northwest PA. A um, buddy of mine that has been into mushroom hunting for a few years, knows where to look kind of thing, um, he just found two over the weekend. So if you're in the northwest PA region, uh, it's about time to start checking.
0: Nice. So. We'll have to get someone that, like, really knows mushrooms on the podcast. Uh, that
1: buddy that I'm talking about. No, oh, he really he oh, knows Oh, yeah, he's into long. it. Okay. Um, Sweet. He's actually Luke's buddy. Oh. But I won't throw him out there until we talk to him and see if he's interested. Yeah, let's do that. Um, well, with any luck, we're going, I'm going Friday with him. We're going to go hiking, and try and find some. Neat. Um, if we get into him, maybe next week we can do a little... Well,
2: chit-chat. A story, yeah. If we don't have a turkey camp series. Yeah.
1: We could do both. Like A combo deal.
2: No. Turkey camp. <laughs> Deserves its own. Show. Yeah, and mushrooms. No, I'm saying deserve record two. Their... Oh, I'm saying oh. put
1: them together. You yeah. have to kill a bird to do it your, your do it. <laughs>
2: I have a week. <laughs>
1: I needed about 45 minutes. That's what
2: I'm saying, and I have a whole week, so it should be no big deal. You should be able to get like hundreds of birds yeah. in that
0: amount of time. It's true. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: I guess we can wrap it up there, gentlemen. Um, tune in next week for big, big old bird on the ground. No doubt. Um, But uh,
2: you can count on it.
1: Congratulations to all you turkey hunters out there that have filled your tags. And congratulations
2: Uh, to all the turkey hunters that have been out there having fun.
1: (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, what really matters is they're all getting outside